Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Um, we are going to do our prayer and fasting starting next week, and and on Friday with a worship night and. I'm going to be speaking the next couple of messages kind of on this subject of what we are going to be thinking about and and talking about through that prayer and fasting. And so as I was contemplating this and praying over it, um, I was just thinking about, look, you know, this is kind of usually how it is, like I, I, I... Think about myself in a way, not to like be selfish, but think about what am I doing? How am I doing it? Am I doing what God's called me to do? And so that I can think about others and, and, and be who I'm supposed to be, who God's created me to be. And so, you know, in that, I, I was just thinking, God, am I... Am I living my life like you've called me to live? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? And I know in many ways I am, but, but see, that's what I think that we all get kind of caught up in is like, yeah, I'm doing this and that and, you know, and, and this thing that God has asked me to do and that, but, but are we giving like everything? Are we giving all of us over to what God has or what he wants us to do. You say, well, I mean, yeah, kind of, whatever. But like, am I, am I holding anything back? And, and, I'm not, and I'm not even talking about in a sinful way, but that could be something that we need to, to give to God. But even just like, let's say our finances or, or our talents or, you know, like who God's created us to be, am I truly letting him use all of that or am I holding anything back from him? And, and I, because God's called us to reach people. He's called us to, to share who he is to those around us, you know, and, you know, I was thinking about this. I remember it was actually quite a while ago in Central West End. I, I shared this song too. Um, I'm not going to play it now or anything like that, but you can look it up. But does anybody know who Keith Green is? Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you don't, you can look him up. Um, he's an amazing songwriter and psalmist that um, is just amazing. He passed away in a plane crash way too early. Um, but he has this song that, that's called The Sheep and the Goats. And, and it goes through that whole story of, of when, uh, you know, where like God is saying like, well, when you fed the least of these, you fed me. When you took care of the least of these, when you helped that person, you helped me. And in the song, you know, the, the person gets up to heaven and he's like, when, Lord, the person says, when, Lord, when, 
when did we feed you? When, when did we help you? You know, or when? And he's like, well, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And it's just amazing, this amazing song. But it hits me every single time. And now my daughter loves, like, 70s music and Keith Green. And it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But, like, when I hear this song, it, like, gets me. Because even if I am doing these things that God has called me to do, every single time I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, am I going to get to heaven and be like, when, Lord, when was it that I missed that thing that you had for me, you know? Like, when did I, like, I don't want to do that, you know? Like, I want to see every opportunity that God has given me to, to reach somebody, to speak to them, to, to pray for them, to show them who he is, you know? Like, I, I don't want to miss that opportunity. And, and really, more even than that, I don't, I don't want to actually choose to not step forward in that opportunity. Because sometimes we do that. You know, like, ah, you know what, I don't think I'm prepared for that. I'm, I'm not ready or I'm not the person that, you know, that God wants to use. And I'm telling you, that's false. It's just false. Because every single one of us can say, I'm not ready for this or I'm not ready for that. Or it could be somebody else. But God has asked each and every one of us to step forward and do these things. And if you see that opportunity, then you're the one to, to speak into it. Or, or to grab hold of that person. And you can't say you're not qualified because you have God with you. You're quali He's qualified you, not disqualified you. He's given you everything that you need to do these things, right? 1 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 19, it says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jew, I became as a Jew that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I've become all things to all men, that I might, by all means, save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker of it with you. So there's a couple things in here. Like, and the first thing is by all means. I think you can tell I kind of focused on that part of it. Um, by all means. And then he says to save some. But in this message today and the next uh, couple of weeks, I, I, I want to hopefully pull on us, me, you, everybody, anybody that's within earshot or internet shot or whatever, that God has called us to reach out to the world around us, to be the light of who he is, to be his mouthpiece, to be his hands, to his, be his feet, to walk and to talk and, and to do those things that he's called us to do. 
And what does he mean by, by all means? You say, like, by all means? Like, we just do whatever, just go all crazy and just do anything? And no, he says, look, I'm, I'm talking about, about doing everything I can to be in the place with the person that I am trying to tell about God. I'm going to be there with them. Now, <clears throat> there's this thing called empathy, and some of us have it. Some people don't. It's all right if you don't. But, but it's this, this being able to feel and, and to kind of take in what is the, the feeling or, or what somebody's going through and then kind of internalize it and, and to be a partaker in it, if you will. You know, you're like, you're like in there with them. And I think sometimes this, this is a, a little bit of a, an excuse not to like, I, I don't really know what they're going through. I don't, I don't know, you know, um, I haven't actually been through that or I, I don't know what to say. But it's interesting here in this scripture because Paul, he's like, listen, I, I am, to those that are weak, I become weak. Is he weak? No, he's not weak. But I just imagine him sitting down and, and just getting down in this, in this place of, of hurt with somebody. That, that, that somebody is just hurting and broken and weak and he just, he doesn't come to him and he's like, hey, guess what? You need to know God. You know, like, why don't you just get up? And, and, and be stronger. You guys are like, oh, who does that? A lot of people. A lot of people do that. I, I just see him. It's like, you know, he's like getting down there in this place, you know, and he, he's just like, hey, good. hey, it's, it's okay. Really good. God, God loves you. Really good. He's, he's here right now. And and, and he wants you to be healed. He wants you to be whole. He wants your life to be restored. And, and, and I want to be here with you in this moment. And then he goes over to this other person. That's this person that's just hard and strong and, and just got it all together. And you know what he probably does? He probably does... Hey, you, you know, what he shouldn't have done to the other person. Hey, you think you're tough. You think you got it all together. You think you can handle anything, but you can't. You need a savior. You need somebody. Because behind that hard shell, behind that, that big, you know, burly persona that you've got, going on there. I know that there's a little baby that's just crying back there that was hurt when he was a kid. And you can act tough, but I know that you need somebody to walk through this with you. I'm here. I'm here with you. You, you see what I'm saying? He's saying, by all means, He's not saying go out and sin so that you can win the sinner. He's saying you can go out there and be out there and be in the place with them and be in that situation, but, but come to a place where you understand and are there with them. See, sometimes we're like, yeah, I, I, 
you know, spoke to that person. I prayed for him, but you weren't with them, were you? You weren't actually there. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's just what everybody does, or, but I'm saying, I'm just, look, again, I'm preaching to myself and us all together. I want to be there. I want to be in the moment. I want to be present. And that's what he's talking about. I'm going to be present with those that are in need. Whether they're strong, whether Jew, whether Gentile, whether weak, whether strong, whoever they are, I'm going to be there in the moment with them. And he says to save some. What does this, what does this mean? I was looking this up because, you know, you're like, when you read scripture, I don't know if you're like me, I'm like, okay, if you take the literal meaning and it's like, there's just a few people that I want to save, just a couple, so I'm going to get, I'm going to reach a couple of people, but that's not what this means. You know, this word, it, it means more like, uh, what it said was when someone can't or doesn't want to specifically identify somebody. So, but it, it, it kind of encompasses this, like, so that I can reach people, so that I can reach someone, so that I can reach anyone or everyone, I'm going to do it this way. So he says, save some, really, to save anybody that I can come in contact with. Maybe it's not me that's saving them, but, but my prayer is that I'm going to be a in that place so that I can share who God is. And anyone can hear it, and God can do the work so that some will be saved. How do we do this? See, Paul was willing. Like, he, he was willing to go out no matter where it was. In the temple, in the court, in the jailhouse, wherever it was, he was going to preach about who God was. You say, well, I haven't been called to preach. Wait. You, in the way maybe that you're thinking, you, you, probably, you may haven't been called to preach, but we're all called to preach, which is to speak of who God is to those around us. To talk about the gospel of Christ to share with those that we come into contact with who Jesus is. So you have been called to preach, okay? We all have in that way. We all meet people every day that need God. It's not that, it, that some of us don't have the opportunity. You know, I think about that too, and I think... We all have opportunity to reach people around us every single day. Don't tell me that you don't see people. You might be like, well, my whole family goes to church and they're, you know, they, they know God. That's great. But you go to the grocery store, you go to work. I work in a mystery. There's probably still people that need to be saved in there. Go get your car washed or, you know, get the oil changed. There's so many places that people need God. They need what we have, what you have, when you have this relationship with God. 
We all have the opportunity. But it's interesting, in, in 1 Corinthians 10, starting at verse 31, and it goes just into 11 in verse, verse 1, he, he talks about this a little bit more, but just in a different way. And he says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do it all for God's glory. Whatever you're doing, do it all for God's glory. Give no offense either to the Jew or to the Greek or to the church of God. Give no offense. (laughs) So he's speaking into this, this scripture that we talked about earlier, you know, where he's saying, look, I've become to the weak, I became as weak. Or to the Gentile or to the Jew, I became these things. And then he says here, give no offense either to the Jew nor to the Greek or to the church of God. And I think we all need to hear that. Because so many times we get wrapped up in our relationship with God. And I really think about so many times. I'm sorry to be speaking so strongly, but I'm not. It's like one of those sorry, sorry, not sorry things, you know. Sorry, not sorry. But so many times we get wrapped up in, in ourselves and our relationship. And even when things, you know, things are going great and you, you're like, woo, I'm on fire for God. And, and this is amazing. God's been speaking to me. And, and, and he's, he wants to use me. And we go out and we're so wrapped up in our own stuff that we don't actually get into that space with the people that we need to get into. We want them to come to where we are without having the process that we went through. We all went through a process to get where we are. I mean, some people it was real short, some people it was real long. I don't know your process, but God brought you on a process of knowing Him, of becoming His his child, part of His family. Bringing you in. And then we get in this place where we have this relationship. We're like, get in this relationship now. You know, get, and and yes, they need that right now. But we want them to just like act like we do, talk like we do. You know, why do we think that somebody needs to actually even talk like we do? Because Most of the time, we're not even talking right anyways. But anyway, you know, it's like, why aren't you over here yet? And God wants them to be in this place, this place that that maybe you are. This relationship with him, this strong, like, having this knowing of who he is. And what he's done for you. But he wants us to get in that space with them and help them to get here. To help them to come along to be a part of this family. In verse 33, 1 Corinthians 10, 33, it says, Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, 
that they may be saved. Why, why do I do that? Why, do, why is, he, is he saying that people would be saved? And this isn't really a, a, a Christian-y word. So like, I, I think about that sometimes. I don't know if you guys do, but, but when we're talking to people and we say, you know what, you need to be saved. And they're like, I'm not on fire. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think about even those little things that we say sometimes that people, you're like, come on, look, this, 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 and this. And they're like, I don't know those words that you're talking, that you're saying, that you're talking about. I, I don't know what you're saying. And that leads me back to that scripture that we read. Becoming all things. To all men. That by all means. Are we thinking about where the person's at? What they will possibly understand of what we're sharing? What words make no sense? I don't, I don't know. But to me, that's just so intriguing to me. Because yes, I've grown up in church. Many of us have. Many of us haven't, like a lot of people here haven't grown up in church. But if you've been in church for a while, there are things that, the words that you say. Is that intriguing to you or is it just me? That, that somebody may not know if they've never stepped inside of a church. They never heard it, the stuff that you're talking about. But in chapter 11, verse 1, it says, imitate me. He's saying, look, he, he asked the question, well, who's this for? Who, who should act like this? Or who, who should who'd follow these things that he's talking about? Is he just talking about the pastors? Is he just talking about the missionaries? Is he just talking about these people over here? He says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. He's just following Christ and doing what he did. And he's saying, look, this is for anybody. This is for everybody. Who should listen to this? Who should, who should act like this? All of us. He's like, I'm, I'm just echoing Christ. I'm just imitating him. And if you want, you can imitate imitate me, he's saying, because all I'm doing is, is imitating Christ. And in that, chapter 9, It's interesting, he says, to win, to win five times. And then he says, that I might save. And again, these are Christian-y words, but, but I think the point that he's trying to get across, he's like, listen, are we doing what we need to do to bring people, to, to bring people into the relationship with God that they are called for. 
are we, are we actually doing? And he's like, look, I, we need to win people. We need to save people. We need to do what we're called to do so that people can know who God is. And it's not just for certain people. It's for all of us to do. We're all called to imitate Christ. So what's his strategy? Strategy is to make himself a servant to all. That's what he's talking about, right? He's in, in uh, verse 19, he says, For though I am free from all men. I'm free. I'm not a slave to anybody. I like that because, I mean, I, I'm that kind of person too. I'm, I'm kind of st- strong when I need to be, you know. I might come across as a little like, hey, you know, everything's cool. But you try to control me, you better watch out. But Paul's like stating here, he's like, look, I'm not a slave to anybody. Nobody but God is telling me what to do. Nobody is controlling me. I am not a slave. But what I am is myself becoming a servant to those that need. There's nobody making me do that. They, see, there's not a chain around my foot making me do this, but what God has called me to do is to serve people, to serve those that need help, to be there in that place with those that need him. Why? He says, that I might win the more. That I might win. I'm I'm not a slave, but I'm going to serve so that I can win so many more. So that I can be there in that place when they need me. I'm there. Right? And he's not saying this is a selfish thing or like, hey, look at me. He's saying, I just want to be there in the moment with them. I want to be there with them so that that person, there will be more that will come to know this God that I know, that they will know Christ, that they will have this relationship that I have. And in Romans 13, 8, it says, owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves one another fulfilled the law. I love this, because he's like, I'm not a servant. I don't owe anybody anything I just for some reason I love it he's like I don't owe you nothing but what God has called me to is to owe you love I am bound by him to love you that is what I owe people is love (sighs) If we love them. You know, I talked earlier about about empathy and kind of getting there in the moment with people. And as I'm concluding here, I think to wrap that that up, you're like, well, what is empathy or how do I get in that place? You know what the beginning of it is to love someone. If you don't love someone, you're not going to have empathy for them. 
Even when you love somebody, it's a little hard to have empathy with them sometimes. But in order to have empathy, you're definitely going to have to have love. And we're called to love everyone. We're called to be love. Right? God's love. He is love. He's given himself for us. How could we not show that love to others around us? How could we not love someone? Can we say, I see you where you're at. I see that place that you're in. And I'm going to come down here or come up here. I'm going to come to that place. Because God is giving me the ability to be in this place here or in that place here. Because it's not my ability. It's not my strength. It's not what I have that gives this to me. It's God that gives me the strength. It's him that gives me the understanding. It's him that gives me the knowledge and whatever I need to be in this place to speak with you. In Galatians, as I close, why don't you stand with me? In Galatians 5.13, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use that liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And this kind of speaks back into what I was talking about, about that place that we're in and understanding that somebody else may not be in that place. We're called to help them in that direction, to lead them or guide them there. But I love what it says here. For you, brethren, you have been called to liberty. You found this liberty, this freedom. You found this freedom, but don't allow. How do you use this freedom? I I can tell you there's lots of ways to use this freedom for the flesh. But he's saying, don't use it for the flesh. Don't boast about it. Or say, hey, you don't have this. I got this. I don't whatever. Or use it to say, I'm better than you or I'm stronger. Look at this. Why aren't you here? There's so many ways. I can just go on and on and on. But don't use this as an opportunity for the flesh. But you know what you should use this liberty for? It's to love one another and serve one another. To show this love of who God is to those around you. What should this liberty and this freedom do for you? It should cause you to have empathy and a passion for those that need God. It should cause you to be willing to serve to serve others. You say, well, how do I serve? God will show you in that moment. He'll lead you in that moment. But when I see this freedom in myself, this, this liberty, what I don't want it to do is to make me feel better than other people. I want it to help bring me down into the places that I need to be 
to share who God is. Or bring me up or bring me wherever. But to bring me to a place of knowing that I am here to serve those that need him. I am here to serve those that are in a rough spot. To serve those that are broken, that are hurting. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.